Welcome back, KBLA Talk 1580. I'm your host, Angelique Francis, and this is Living in the Sweet Spot. You guys all know that the sweet spot is the intersection between power, divine timing, and performance, all to accomplish a purpose. I continue to bring you amazing overcomers, and uh, we talk about Kairos moments here. We talk about amazing intersections, and today is no different. We're going to do just that. I've actually had one of these guests on my show before, and uh, she was talking about writing a book called The uh, Raising Kings, and I told her, definitely come back and come back with one of your kings, and she did do that, and I'm excited. Let me tell you who I have. Um, Jackie Goucher is the mother and mentor, minister, music musician and singer-songwriter, and now author. She has traveled to six continents while singing behind some of the most notable greats in this industry, like Elton John and Tina Turner, Michael Jackson, Diana Ross, Shaka Khan, just to name a few. And the list goes on, and we'll talk more about that. But she's also written a couple of other books, How Would I Know, which was an autobiography, uh, True Worshippers was another book, and Now Raising Kings. But I got to tell you, I'm so um, still in awe, although, yes, she's a friend and a sister. She, I'm still in awe with the fact that she wrote this gospel anthem, My Help. You all know it. Uh, we all know it. The song was also recorded uh, not just by Bam Crawford's Purpose, but also Cece Winans and Donnie McCarklin. Um, and she's got one of her kings. And we're going to learn more about the king that she brought uh, when we enter into the sweet spot. Welcome. Jackie Goucher. It's a pleasure to be back. Back. <laughs> I don't let people come back too often, but you're my girl, so I had to have you back. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I feel special. You are special. So I'm really excited about the book. Why did you write the book, because Raising Kings? I wrote it because I've been asked the question numerous times, how did you do it? People see my sons. They see how incredible they all are. You know, they're all very successful artists and producers, songwriters, engineers. And so when people see them and realize that they're all brothers from, the, you know, they want to know, how did that happen? How did, how did you as one mother, you know, raise three amazing young men? And so I decided to write the story. Well, and I, we watched you raise these uh, three amazing young men. And let me tell you who, which one of the young kings that you have with us today. We have uh, Davion Ferris. He's the ASCAP and BET award-winning singer-songwriter with gold and platinum plaques showing names like uh, Mary J. Blige, Tyrese, Trey Songs. On his resume, Davion is one of the Hillman grad Def Jam premier rising talents. He's uh, about to uh, launch a new project I'm excited to hear more about. He's also the brother to D Smoke and Sir. And Davion is ready to continue making R&B music with his family business. I'm so excited to have you. Welcome to the sweet spot. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, man, I'm really excited. I, I, we were just talking about ages, and we're not going to put that out there because that's going to date us. <laughs> but I've watched you all grow up from like three, four, five years old. And um, we knew that you guys had something special, but who knew? Nope. You had all of this right. in you. <laughs> so welcome. I'm happy to have you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Happy to be here. So what, what do you think about your mom writing this book, Raising Kings? <laughs> um, I think it's been a long time coming. Like we've uh, a lot of, like she said, a lot of people, you know, ask, they ask, they ask us, <laughs> you know, they don't just ask her, you know, they ask us, how did she do it? How did your mom, you know, um, you know, how did she put everything that she put into you and you know, and, and get you guys. So I, th I think, you know, this is, is a little overdue, but 
Glad you got it done. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Let me read a little bit more off the back of cover of your book. It says, uh, when you ask uh, Jackie Goucher, the author of Raising Kings, who inherited the gifts of music from her grandmother and her mother, and she passed down those gifts to the fourth generation. Her sons, Jackie and her husband, Ronald, overcame some insurmountable challenges. And we're going to talk about that addiction, incarceration, and several, seven years as a single mom or raising her kings. The gift of music became her strength. And I watched that happen. Yeah. And um, so truer words could never be spoken. Yeah. Uh, I saw you dig deep and put your faith in God and yeah. and surround yourself with positive people that you could look up to and emulate. And you had to have enough to give. But you did more than most. So yeah. we're going to talk about how you did that and um, how you got that done. So before we go further, tell me about the first book that you did. We talked a little bit about that last time you were here. The first book is How Would I Know? And and actually, that book is based on a song that I wrote. And I'll just tell you the lyrics of the song, and you'll understand the, the theme of the book. It, it's The lyrics are, if it wasn't for the times that I was bound, if it wasn't for the times that I was down, for all the times that I wondered how I would ever make it through, all the times that I couldn't see my way and I had to turn to you, how would I know you could deliver? How would I know you could set free? If there had never been a battle, how would I know the victory? How would I know you could be faithful to meet all of my needs? Lord, I appreciate the hard times. Otherwise, how would I know? And so it's my autobiography. Say amen, about- somebody, because that's, that's totally you and how yeah. you stood. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. some amazing writing. <laughs> I was, I was listening so- to the lyrics like... Dang, that's good. I don't know what else can I aim. You talking about aiming corner up in here. Dang, I was like, dang, that's good. And I know the words. I'm right, like, right, right. yeah, that's that's. The, I wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I saw you do that, and uh, you have been an inspiration to so many. But clearly, you've inspired your your sons as yeah. well. Absolutely. So we're gonna listen to a little bit of your music going out. So coming forward, we're gonna talk to Davion and bring you both into this conversation of how others could also raise kings. All of this in the sweet spot. All right, if you're just joining me here in the sweet spot, I have Davion Ferris and Jackie Goucher. Both, uh, I'm not going to give you legacy yet because that sounds a little old, Jackie Goucher. <laughs> but you are, I'm like, like kind of like you legacy. Like it, I've like been around a long time. You ready for that? I remember yeah. Ruby D, um, had, I went to her with her when she was still alive and I went with her to something and, it was called the legacy of the such and such uh, and yeah. such and such in New York. And and I remember looking at her and I said, that is so amazing. I'm sitting next to a legacy. She said, girl, that just means old. <laughs> <laughs> and she, but then she went on to say it more right. eloquently. When yeah, she yeah. said, you know, it's the legs that are foundations uh, of, you know, oh, whatever. Wow. That, so That's so I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> your <laughs> legacy. Okay. Your legacy. And the reason why I wanted you to come on was to talk about your new book, uh, Raising Kings, because you have, in fact, done that. We have Sir Davion Ferris. We have Sir Daniel D. Smoke and Sir Sir mm. Daryl <laughs> Ferris. So I watched you grow uh, grow up with these kids. You were young yourself, mm. and we were all trying to figure out how to parent, how to make it work. But yeah. you were a little bit before me, right. and so I watched you do it. Not only um, as a uh, praise minister for Bible Enrichment Fellowship International, but you first were on the road. You were doing all types of things. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your beginnings before you even became a parent and then right. how that transition happened. I actually, my musical career started in 1981. I was a PTL singer 
on the Jim and Tammy Faye Baker Club, oh, and then you I have to be older about than that. 50 to, to know who they are. You, ever, you know, anyway. Okay. So, but yeah, at the age of 18, I moved to North Carolina, and I was a PTO singer on national television every day. Oh, my Then God. I came back, and when I came back to Los Angeles, my brother Andrew Goucher, who is a notable uh, gospel bass playing legend. legend. And I shouldn't even say gospel because he's played for some of everybody. Exactly. Shaka Khan. Everyone uh, knows everybody. him in the business. Andrew Goucher. Yeah. Anyway, Andrew started introducing me to people, which was the beginning of my uh, career as a background vocalist, mm -hmm. where I was able to work with uh, Quincy Jones, Diana Ross, Stevie Wonder, Tina Turner, and the list goes on and on. And that was through my brother's connection. Then it was um, after I got married and started going through my struggles with addiction and all that stuff that I was appointed after a year of being sober, I was appointed as a, with a position of worship leader at Bible enrichment where I am to this day, to this 34 day. years. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where my career started. Okay. Wonderful. And did you ever imagine <laughs> in your wildest dreams that these young men see i know when they were young you used you know they had to be involved in music they had mm -hmm. to be involved they were athletically fit mm -hmm. you were doing a little bit of everything mm -hmm. and you were doing it by yourself because at yeah. the time your husband was incarcerated and everything i did was intentional because a lot of the decisions that i made as a parent i made based on what i lacked as a child wow the things that my mother was unable to give me, teach me, show me, guide me, that, that, that I felt, and I felt the uh, the effects of missing out on certain things. I made certain determinations that I would do differently with my children, and I did that. I, as far as like- Give eat, me some examples of some of those one specifics. One is eating healthy, mm -hmm. because in my family- and if and you and if you notice you look at the, look at the cover of the book, <laughs> yes. it's a picture of me at age 36, with my little boys walking behind me and I'm holding a bag of fruit. And that is so indicative of who I am, who I was. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I was not very much so. Wait, I didn't even see the fruit. Yes. I saw the curves. I saw the little <laughs> midriff. I saw those legs. Right. <laughs> and those amazing little boys. Yeah. See, this is when we met. We yeah, that's right. right. That's exactly <laughs> right about the time we met. Uh -huh. And so, so one of those areas that I decided back then. Because eating right. Eating right. Mm -hmm. I was going to feed my children healthy i wasn't going to be the kind of mother that just stuck snacks in their mouth to shut them up or you know whatever i was intentional about you know making sure that they ate right and thank ate you. good food <laughs> dave says thank you yes so that's one area <laughs> another area is and this is a huge one and and much more much bigger than i imagined at the time but when i was seven years old i started taking piano lessons my mother had got me his teacher his name was mr butch and i'll never forget mr butch because i hated mr butch because he used <laughs> to smack my fingers with the ruler when i messed up so he made playing the piano terrible i hated it so at seven years old i told my mom i don't want to play the piano she said okay instead of saying maybe let's get you another teacher right. or figure something else out she just said okay so when I got to high school at age 14, that's when I realized that I really wanted to play the piano. And I was angry with my mother for not, you know, persisting. For allowing you to make the decision. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> at 14. Right. So I decided at age 14 and 15, right, right. when I have kids, I'm going to teach them music, and whether they want to learn it or and not. And you did. Mm -hmm. And I did that. <laughs> I did. And there were times, there were lots of times that they didn't want to learn it. Really? Daryl. Oh. Sir, because I was like, I, I just always remember like I, I loved those yeah. times like yeah, every yeah. like when we would be around the piano, 
doing like we have this little game where like she would do a you know a run or something and then she would like okay now you guys try it you know and then each time we'll try to like add to it like those man those are some of the some of the best memories it, it was like like growing up like learning how to do music it was just all i guess it was like it was always just fun to me like it never seemed like a chore or you know how some people like okay i gotta do you know whatever now nah, it was always like are we about to sing? All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Well, you were the oldest, and so you set the you set the tone too. So, what, I think if you enjoyed it, that helped the other two younger ones kind Dan, of yeah, fall Daniel into line. And Daniel enjoyed it. D Smoke Daniel, yeah. sir, was the youngest, and he just had this this nature where he never wanted to do what his brothers were doing. He never wanted <laughs> to do no competitive that, nature. That is exactly. Listen, he he was like, I am going to be my own man. So help me God. Okay. <laughs> Well, but I mean, guys, that, I mean that—that's who he is. It's—it's it's, it's, you know, it's a strength, you yeah. know. So, but you guys were okay, Jackie. You were creating mega uh, musical geniuses, yeah. and my kids were playing pickup sticks and Monopoly. Okay, so, <laughs> <laughs> so this is a little different, you little know. Bit. This is a little but different. The thing is, they—they're they gonna make some money, but I don't yeah, know. I, yeah. <laughs> well, they got something. They got something. Everybody has a gift, yeah. and I knew at that time I had grown into my gift. And as a matter of fact, and I talk about this in the book, my my weaknesses were that I had low self-esteem because I didn't mm. see myself as a beautiful person, girl. Mm. I, I always thought I was an ugly girl, mm. but I could sing. Mm. And music was my strength. And so I, I dove into it wholeheartedly. I was very passionate about, like, in high school, as I was learning piano, I would practice, like, five or six hours a day. Like, I'd come home from school and only practice piano for the rest of the day until my father said, baby, <laughs> would you please time to stop? But I was passionate about it, and so... Um, you know, I wanted to make sure that I gave my sons what I had to give, mm -hmm. which was music. That mm -hmm. was what I had to give, and I mm -hmm. and it was valuable, and I wanted to give it to them, and that's what I did. On the front of your book, it says, uh, right under the title, it says, Her gift became her life, and she passed that gift to her sons. What a beautiful, beautiful word. And I, yeah. what I also said, I looked in the book because I, I remember La Renee, and you have a beautiful, beautiful uh, dedication to La Renee. Yeah. And let's go ahead and why don't you go ahead and read what you wrote. Okay. It says, this book is dedicated to La Renee Irvin, my hang out and play with the boys friend. That's big. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> for teaching me the difference between a layup and a jumper <laughs> and for showing me how to do both. For helping me to nurture my inner tomboy, thereby causing me to be better equipped to be a single mother to three boys for making me laugh heartier than anyone else I'd ever known, and for telling me the truth even when I didn't want to hear it. Thank you for turning around and taking a picture of me and the boys that day we took them to the beach, which is, of course, the cover picture. And thank you for blurring the lines between sister, friend, auntie, and becoming such a part of my life that I wouldn't be who I am if we hadn't met. Rest in heaven. Oh, she that passed so just beautiful. about eight months ago. Yes, yeah, so, I know. So yeah. what a beautiful tribute. Thank you for doing that. Mm -hmm. And uh, just honoring her in that way too and you're right you can't do it alone right you can't oh, no. you have to have a village absolutely you know i know your mom and your family is very close-knit in yeah, general yeah, yeah. and um tell everybody a little bit about your mom because it started there yeah my mom um she's she's always been the kind of mother who did not hesitate to show me her love to be affectionate and, and words of encouragement and praise that's what she was good at you know, she lacked a lot of things based on the era that she grew up in you know because, you know, what it was like for, for her parents back in, in this country. So sure. she, there was a lot that she didn't get and wasn't able to give me. But what she did give me was love. Like, I had a, I had the, mo the most, the strongest foundation 
of love that I that anyone could have. And that's another thing <laughs> that I was able to share with my sons. If we didn't have nothing yeah. else in the house, we had, we love. had love. Yeah. 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 Very much so. Very much so. Those are What was it like for friends. you growing up? <laughs> you what know. was it like, Davion, growing up in a, in a household uh, that you did and with your extended family? Um, I mean, they, they, like I said, they, they, we, we were like triplets. Like those are, those are, they are my best friends to this day. How many years, you how many months? I mean? Everybody doesn't know how close <laughs> okay, so. you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> Damian and Daniel are Irish twins. Irish twins. So they're only 11 months apart. Right. So for one month every year, they are the same age. So you basically kind of pregnant for three years Honey, in a row. Yes. Straight. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Indeed. Yes. And then, and then. D Smoke and Sir, I say their stage yeah, names, Daniel sure. and Daryl. They're thirteen months. Thirteen apart. months apart. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So back to back to back. But um, no, it it was it was a great experience though, man. Like I like it. It was actually I realized that it was hard for me to like make friends because I just grew up with them. Mm-hmm. So like socializing was a little awkward because you know you like your brothers know your jokes. They know, you know, <laughs> the same thing that's funny to you is probably funny to them. Right, right. You know, some, but so, you know, walking up to strangers when I finally started <laughs> trying to make friends, it was like, oh, you didn't think that was funny? Right. <laughs> My brothers would have thought it was hilarious, man. Right. <laughs> you know? I'm going to go back to them. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, seriously. So, but no, it, it was, it was cool. You always had, you always had support. Um, we learned how to be, how to be uh, he- uh, healthy competitors. Okay. You know what I mean? Because the foundation of love was still there. So yeah, we wanted to win, but I don't want you to be hurt in the pro- you know what I mean? Yeah. In the process. It's like, no, nah, this is just competitive. Like, oh, you got me. Good job. I'm gonna get you next time though. You know, it was it was it was I, I just I really appreciate everything that we had growing up. Just the from the camaraderie, you know, the the building building uh, uh, rapport with each other, understanding that, you know, you know, we are we are each other's keepers. You know what I mean? Something was, that I stressed <laughs> Like immensely, I yeah. I used to like get on them about, and I always said, you don't fight your brother. Mm-hmm. You either fight with your brother or for your brother, but you mm-hmm. don't fight your brother. That was that was a rule number one in the house. You take mm-hmm. care of each other, yeah. and I instilled that in them, and and it's to this day I still see it. I just I love it. I love the relationship that they have with each other. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think we could be closer. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. So, Davian, I know I know your mom and your dad, and so I know that during the time when he was incarcerated, that had to, uh, you know, in one of your chapters is called "A Dark Days." I'm not really sure if that includes that, but mm-hmm. how was that growing up? Um, maybe he was it was about seven years. How long? Seven years. Seven years. Six and a half, to be mm-hmm. exact. Mm-hmm. I say yeah. seven. Um, I mean, growing, growing, you know, growing up in the household, knowing, understanding that our our dad was inaccessible most mm-hmm. times of the year. That's what we called it. Um, okay. <laughs> you I know what I mean. That. <laughs> knowing that he was inaccessible most times of the mm-hmm. year. Um, we, I mean, we learned to 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 cherish the moments that we did have him. You know what I mean? Like that mm-hmm. was one of the nice. one of the biggest things. Like, I, I'm I'm sure it was a, a, a you know a, a quite a different experience from you know from my mom. Um, mm-hmm. But but I mean for us like those little visits you know where you go and you got the little I mean even before the halfway house like where we would go and have the you know family visit the family so visit conjugal think, visit thank mm-hmm. you where I would take my babies mm-hmm. to the prison and we would stay in a bungalow or a, a trailer mm-hmm. for three days mm-hmm. to yep. spend with him and and that was and, but that to me was like. It was family time. It was precious to them. Like, it yeah, really family was. time. It was stressful for me. Yeah. Just the process sure. of going into a prison. 
Because they, when you got there, they had to search you and yeah. you know all the. It, it was kind of humiliating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, they they didn't know the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we hadn't just the, a clue. We just knew that we get to we get, get our whole family. Daddy. Yeah, we get to see daddy. That's all that. That's all that mattered. You right. know. Uh, but I mean, there was there were lots of love in it. You know, in well, in every moment, but uh, those moments specifically. You know, it was it was it was dope. So. I know you have a lot to say about what your mom has done in terms of raising kings. I'm going to talk more about your kingdom mm-hmm. uh, in the second half of this interview. But um, what is the one thing that you can say that your mom did most for you? Just I know there's many things. Just give me one thing. <coughs> uh, she showed us how to love, mm-hmm. and this, and not just um, not just each other. You, you would, I mean, you would hope that that comes easily, right? But just, you know, how to, to, uh, you know, approach just people with love. I realize it's part of that. Like, like none of us are really good at, you know, how people like throw dozens, like, or bag on each other or whatever the, you know, whatever the term is. We're not good at that. You're not terrible. (laughs) God awful. Really? God awful. I I don't want to hurt your feelings. Why? That's so good. That's so good. You know what I mean? I, I had to learn, I had to learn, but we were so bad at it. Like when we started going into like, oh my God, just terrible, That's terrible. And I don't, I still don't, I still don't want to, I'd rather not. That's just not my, the way I like. Right, to right, so. right. Not a but yeah, no, lo- loving, kind of loving people. Like I want, you know, I want, even if I don't know you, I just want you to have a good day. Like, please. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we're all have, we all have varying degrees of that. I'm probably yes. the most. Uh, empathetic. Yeah, I think <laughs> you'd be in the birth order. No, not in the probably. First I'm, one. I'm without question. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, if I can recall, I mean, <laughs> even as young people, you know, you were the little quiet, more reserved, a little bit more yeah, 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 yeah. sensitive. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna hear more. We're gonna play a little bit of their music. Um, uh, we're going to play one more from Jackie right now. And um, when we come forward, we're gonna hear a little bit more from you both. Thank you for being in the sweet spot. Drink and I cry Cause I'm only strong Sometimes Sometimes Took less than my way But everyone Davion Ferris and Jackie Goucher. And we're talking about her book, Raising Kings. But I just played a song called Sometimes by you, Davion. That was amazing. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for sharing that. Tell us about the origin of that. Um, so I... The, the, the line is, only feel strong sometimes. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I was So I was challenged. Um, I was, so I, I've signed a... A, my first record deal, last, uh, excuse me, in 2021. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I'm signed with Hillman Grad Def Jam Records. Mm-hmm. Big shout out to Lena Waithe for, you know, yeah. taking a chance. With All me. right, Lena. <laughs> um, but I was challenged to write a song because I'm, I'm what I call an R&B purist, right? And <clears throat> that means, I, I, you know, my focus is R&B and I feel like the core, at the core of R&B is love. 
uh-huh. right? And and that you know that can range from love stories to heartbreak stories, all and all in between. Um, so while I have you know a plethora of that kind of music, I was challenged to write a song that had nothing to do with love uh, as it pertains to relationships. Okay, right. So in keeping true to you know the the being an R and B purist, well, I, I decided to make a song about self love. Self love, you know? absolutely. And um and what really what sometimes was was you know me acknowledging like because even at that time like like it was it was. You know, I was signed, but there's still the challenge of making the music that everybody agrees <laughs> is the thing that needs yeah, to be yeah, released. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, and and I mean, not to mention all you know other personal relationships things I was dealing with. So it was really like that. That was more of a therapy session than anything ah. else. Like I cried the whole time I wrote the song. Yeah. Because it, like each and every single one of these lines, it 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 you know it took me back to whatever whatever point in my in the recent years not even I don't have to look back in my whole life in the recent years that I you know just had you know life struggles right right you know I stumbled well, sometimes well, like I wake, wake, lay awake at night you know took less than my worth put everyone first that line really means something to me yeah. you know what I mean all, all of them but it's yeah, that's a very, very real song I see it still affects you now mm-hmm. um, it was featured on the shot Yes, it was. Wow. It was. It was. Um, it was the second placement that I. Oh no, I was talking. It was the third placement that I got. What are the, the other shy. songs that were placed on the shot? Um, one was just something that I I like thrown together. Um, just to. No, no, really, really. <laughs> that, that's, what like. that's what it feels like. That's what it. You know, that's what it felt like. But it, but it placed. So I'm not mad at it. Um, but the second song that um that placed on the shy was entitled "Make Love," and that was actually the song that got Lena's attention. Okay. So I, I submitted the song through uh through a good friend of my mind, a friend of mine. Named Big Tank, and he, you know, he's the music supervisor for Lena for a few different shows. Okay, and once she heard the song uh, "Make Love," she was like, "Okay, who is this? Where did this song come from? What's happening with this artist? And how can I help?" Wow! Like those were the four questions that she asked uh, Big Tank. So he, so he got me on the phone like the next day, like, "Look, your life's about to change. Uh, Lena Waith is, you know, she wants to talk to you. She, you know, she." is interesting. She loves the song and wants to see what's going on. So a couple weeks later, you know, I, I, I was on the phone with Lena, <laughs> you know what I mean? And she, and she had just, I mean, she's still she's making waves. She's been playing that like song she's ever li- since. Right? Yes. <laughs> so it's time of her playlist. Mm-hmm. No, for real. I'm going to add it to my playlist. Right, right, right. And, and, uh, but I, I think, I think it's dope, man. Like having, uh, um, there was a community like built around, not just me because I'm not the only artist, but I was the first artist to release music from Hillman grad. Okay. And so that was, you know, that was kind of cool. That's major. That's awesome. (laughs) So, you know, we brought you on, both of you on, to talk about sort of this uh, legacy of love, if you will, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And the legacy of the music and all that you have uh, created before the kids came and since again, what's inspired you to write right sometimes it's those kids absolutely do you have a song jackie that um that you wrote with them in mind your king I, I have several one song that i wrote is called my three sons ah. and um if you once again you have to be of my generation to remember the sitcom show my three sons years ago there was a show i ain't even owning up to it yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> well, okay, so I know, it was. Mm. Oh, I think I'm gonna tell, 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 tell you how old that show is. It was filmed in black and white. Yeah. That's how old that show is. But I remember it vividly as a child watching the show because it always it opened up with three shoes, three uh, men's shoes, animated shoes. Going back and forth, and the theme music was na 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 na, and so that always stuck in my head. So I took that melody and I wrote a song about having three boys, because obviously, well, maybe not obviously to some people, but obviously, they are the great, the greatest accomplishment in my life. Absolutely, my sons. Absolutely. And so I wrote the song that says, "I used to dream when I was young." I'd roam the world and have my fun. I never thought I'd be the one to be a mother of three sons. But then my life began to change. The path I trod seemed oh so strange till I experienced the joy of giving birth to my first boy. Aww. And so that's you, baby. That's you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's me. That's me. And it was. I mean, it was so the the experience of being a mother, and and so that's that's one of my nearest and dearest songs to my heart because yeah. it speaks of what is most important to me, and the experience of being a mother to these three young men is almost indescribable, which is one of the joys of writing the book because I was able to put as much as I could on paper mm -hmm. so that I could share the joy mm -hmm. of that experience, the joys, the struggle, the wisdom that I've gained in the process, right. the, the, you know, the um, lessons, life lessons that I gained in the process. So, so that song is dear to me. Um, and there are others. There's, there's, of course, My Help, which is the one that everybody knows. Of course. And, you know, just is taken straight from the Bible, Psalms 121. I will lift up mine eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. All of my help comes from the Lord. And that is also a very real part of my experience. Yeah, no, I definitely thought that you might you might cite that because that was the time when you needed God's help the very oh, most. Oh, my goodness. And you certainly had to stand on faith and stand on and, his and promises. And I've learned, and, and nobody ever arrives. You never learn it all. But I've grown and matured to the point where I understand that God is not just my help. Because in, in, in the church, in Christianity, we, we are taught to rely on God and go to God and ask for things, you know, and trust him and all of that. But God is in us. And somebody said a beautiful quote to me last night. We're not moving towards God. We're moving with God. Yes, I agree you know? with that. God is, mm. is always with us, always in us. And I that agree. is what I've come to understand. I agree. I agree. Could not be said better okay so when we come forward i want to play one more song if we could a tunnel vision uh, is that okay with you davion absolutely let's go. all right let's do it i'm obsessed with making you happy you're such a blessing i'll do it gladly my bad habits of taking the backseat You're my focus so they can distract me Your love's the grandest, no need to add me Cause I'm convinced that it's true Nobody does it like you That's why I've got tunnel vision Love and loyalty is what it's given That's my mission Love you the way you want because I listen My dreams and wishes And finally come true And it's all thanks to you I made a game Wow, we just heard a tunnel vision <laughs> That is wonderful Tell me about the inspiration behind that Thank you, thank you And what so, are you doing with that next? Um, well, I mean, that was that was from the last from from the uh, my most recent EP, okay. entitled "Moved." 
love it. Um, and I, I'm very excited about that. The response to, to Tunnel Vision was 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 actually amazing. It was the third single. It got the most attention. The video got you know got some good responses. Um, I think we're I think we passed a million view plays on okay. on, a, on right. you know just overall like streams okay. or whatever. So that's kind of dope. That's awesome. Um, but it was it was inspired. I, I was I was in a relationship and I. Um, I have this thing was like when you know when when you when you've got it good, it's like you really don't see anybody else. Like I don't, you know what I mean. Like and and I I don't know. That's that's, that's one of true. like ever since I came up with that term, like or you know or at least in my own head, right? Um, mm-hmm. That's it's like okay, that that's when I know I've got something good when I feel like that, mm-hmm. you know. So I just wanted to kind of explain what you know what that what that felt like to me. For right. everybody else, then you know what 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 it feels like when I you know when, if when I'm in love. I love it. So. I love it. So, speaking of kings, last question to you, sir, mm-hmm. is: Are you a king? Absolutely. Why do you know you're a king? I know that I'm a king because I show love. I give love back. I we we've, we've been raised and taught to to protect, mm-hmm. and that's you know that's that's what kings do. I do oh. that. I love it. I love it. All right, Miss Jackie Goucher, tell us a little bit more about this book. I see some of the uh, chapters here. Uh, stability and serendipity, little guys, daddy's home, young men, adulting. Ooh, yeah. Adulting. That's something that, that's something that parents don't talk about a lot because parents, you know, talk about what it's like to raise their kids. Right. But once the kids are adults, you the job of parenting does not end. So it was interesting watching them. It's interesting as a parent, and you know this, watching them navigate their way through life on their own without you governing their every decision. And so that's a whole nother area topic, you know, being in, being a mother who, who, you know, raised your kids and gave them all you have. And then when you no longer have control and you have to watch them make mistakes. Oh, that's so hard. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'd rather see you bump your head. Yeah, yeah, because now no, mama's there to make it better. Yes, I got the ice pack. Right, right, right. But now, when your son's thirty and you know he's going through something, and and you tell him, you know, you want to give him advice, but you have to let them do. You know, you gotta let them navigate their own way, and that's not always. That's there's several. I always like to tell the young parents there's several levels to letting go as a parent. There's levels, you know what I mean, and so that's a that's a, a whole nother level. Let go of your adults. So this book, I can't wait to read it. Thank you for bringing up me a copy. Um, you have this book on Audible. How do people get the book? They can. The book is a, available on Amazon. Okay. You can go to Amazon, and it's Jackie Goucher, G-O-U-C-H-E, Raising Kings. You can also go to JackieGoucher.com and order the book there. And it it will soon be on Audible. Okay, right. The, aud- the Audible book it. is yes. done. Yes. It is complete. <laughs> and I'm waiting for Audible's approval of for the technical stuff. So okay. it'll be on Audible as All well. right. I can't wait. I can't wait. Okay, when we come forward, a little bit more from Jackie Goucher and her king. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have some final words that we're going to have from Jackie Goucher and Davion Ferris. Um, Jackie, this book um, was a long time coming. Yes. Yes. Um, what, do you, what are your thoughts about where it's going and what do you want to do with it? Well, because I'm thinking movie. Go ahead. Well, that's, <laughs> but believe it or not, that's already a plan and okay. it's already underway. Okay. Um, but the thing I want people to know about this book is that it's not, even though it's about me and my sons, it's not a how-to parenting book. Okay. What the readers will glean from reading this book is a lot of life lessons and wisdom and, and principles that they can take from the book 
and nice. use in their own lives. And um, I'm just, I'm really proud of this project. I'm really proud of how it's already affecting people. I've, mm. Several young mo mothers have called me crying or posted or made right. comments about right. how much the book, how it affects, and, and in ways that I didn't even even know that it would affect them. Sure. You know, it's, it's, you could use the word inspirational. Yeah, you know, it's that really inspired. It by is God inspired, and, and, inspired and people will walk away with the message, lots of messages. Mm -hmm. One of the main messages that I wanted to mention is that when I was, when I was younger and I was addicted, you know, because I went through five years of addiction when I was having these kids. And, uh, but I never saw myself that way. I always saw myself in the future. I saw what I was capable of. I knew where I wanted to go and what, where I would go. And I had to navigate my way through the addiction and through all the struggles in order to get where I am now. But that's because I had a picture of it uh -huh. in my mind. Okay. All right. And, and now it's on the written word. It's on the pages yes. for people to read and, and be inspired and take lessons from the book and, you know, see how I did it. See how I was able to use my faith. Yes. You know, how to, faith really works. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. That's what, that's what I think it is. It's a, yeah. an example in faith. So I have a question for you, Devion. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I asked this question to some of my guests, not all of them, but I want to know from you, mm -hmm. when will you know you're living in the sweet spot? Um, well, I actually know now. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Um, I, I, I know now because of the way I ended up where I am as far as like me, so ha you you know, like me having the deal. The spot now. I'm here right now. Very much am. All, all of all of the you know, preparation and training that we had from, you know, from 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 my mom, you know, growing up and and, you know, and I mean, and even even, you know, like the you know, what we got from my dad is just as far as the foundation of love, yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely. How, how to, how to treat people, how to foster relationships through being a genuine person, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? That kind of thing. And that's, that, that helped me, that helps me as far as where I am now. And, you know, having to work with so many different people, writers, directors, producers, all in all of the, you know, on all of the above. Right. Um, I know that, I know that I'm there now because the, the, the preparation Met the opportunity, right, with yes. Lena, with yes. with Lena Waithe. Yes, and um, and I'm, you know, I'm just thankful for it. Oh, I'm loving you being in the sweet spot with me today. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you, Davion. Um, Thank you. Come back when you have another project. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this episode has been brought to you by Beloved Entertainment, the Impact My Impact Media Company. You've been listening to KBLA Talk 1580 in the heart of Los Angeles, where we are unapologetically black and progressive. If you haven't already, download the KBLA app. You can listen anytime, anyplace. Uh, coming up next will be the Lyric Lounge, my favorite trio, Tasha, Teal, and Ural. Uh, follow me at Angelique in the Sweet Spot on Instagram from upcoming shows. Remember, there are everyday miracles right here in the sweet spot.